It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Golden Knights fall to the Los Angeles Kings 4-2. to two, The final score here from uh, Crypto.com Arena. And to help us break this one down, we go back to Crypto.com Arena and bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And, you know, Dan... I, I don't know if you, you look at this one and analyze it the way that you would if not for a Christmas break and three days off the ice preceding it. But, you know, for me, when you look at this one, the Golden Knights get a power play goal. They get a goal from their defenseman uh, in Braden McNabb his first of the year. But from a bottom six perspective, nothing really going on offensively for the Golden Knights. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly in terms of production. You know, I, th- I thought Nick Wye had a strong game, though he could not – convert um you're right i mean at this point you know if you can sort of uh, under put up with and maybe that's not the best phrase but you could put up with a fourth line that gets chances and doesn't score if everybody else is scoring at their normal pace yeah. uh, but they're not um, nick Wah has not scored since november 25th against seattle that is now 15 games um and uh you know, it's, you know, Colasar, I guess you don't expect quite as much from Keegan, but, yeah, I mean, Nick Waugh's got 13 points this year. He's got five goals, but as I mentioned, it's been over a month since he has scored one. That's not good. You know, Carrier's got his 10 goals, new career high, but uh, he's chipped in just the three assists. But then there's the obvious Ron Bjerg-Lecision-Dorofiev situation, which yeah. it's nice, I mean, that they're playing reasonably well, but... You know, they're not here to just play well. They're here to win hockey games, and they're not producing. I mean, the is just second game. I thought that his uh, minutes on the power play gave him a little jump, so shortly after that power play ended, he looked like um, he was a little bit more comfortable. You know, Ron Buer, you know, had a look here or there, but I mean, the bottom line is, Ryan, as you rightly point out, they have no points on the season, none of them. Yeah. Uh, Ron Buer, six games, of two, decision 18, and that's not going to cut it. The Knights need uh, some of that depth scoring, and you know the depth scoring has been moved to the top line. Mike Matteo again, right. power play goal with there with Stevenson and Stone, and um, you know, and of course the Knights have missed Jonathan Marchessault so now the last couple of games as well. But the the, the depth scoring is uh, one of the the things that uh, the Knights have not had as consistently in recent games as you would like. Now, when you look at right now the kind of the injury bug that the Golden Knights are, are working their way through, Alec Martinez uh, did not return in the second or third period after blocking a shot in the first period. I, I guess the question is, like, can you find different configurations if you're Bruce Cassidy, assuming you're not getting closer to full health anytime soon? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a tricky situation. You're without... Theodore, of course, you're without White Cloud, of course. Ben Hutton is here. He did take warm-ups today. Yep. But uh, I think for good reason, Bruce Cassidy has given Braden Pahal a couple of more looks. And uh, Braden was really excited about finally playing a home game. Last year he played two in the NHL, but not at T-Mobile Arena. This year he got a couple on the road and then finally got a home game at T-Mobile Arena last time out and uh, he called it electric to play there. And he looks more and more comfortable each game and a, an opportunity to get on the score sheet with an assist today. Um, you know, he had, uh, let me double check the shots. He had four shots and eight attempts, which led the team, plus four hits. 
I thought he was good. Now, if Martinez can't go, clearly that's a major loss. But, yep. you know, Ben Hutton could step in. At least he's on the left side, so you wouldn't have any lefty-righty problems there, uh, which is one of the reasons why Pahal has gone in, because they uh, did over Hutton, because Hutton's a lefty and Pahal's a righty. Now, I, I know Bruce Cassidy kind of spoke earlier today about um, maybe not this game being the one that, that's too concerning, but you've got a back-to-back -back situation. Now you've got a game against the Anaheim Ducks tomorrow night. Like, What are some of the unique challenges for the Golden Knights uh, to, to move on from this one quickly, again going right into action tomorrow night against Anaheim? Yeah, and Anaheim did not play today, so they've got that extra little bit of rest. So that's something to keep in mind. And, you know, it, it's not too... Uh, denigrate the opponent, but the Ducks are not good, plus they have people who are injured. Uh, so the Knights, probably their single best game of the year, their most complete performance happened to be against the Ducks. That's probably encouraging. We mentioned a moment ago they only have three regulation wins this year. No team is uh, a, uh, in this league can be taken for granted, but you know if, if there is an opponent that you would want to face in the back end of a back-to-back -back after a weird holiday break kind of a you know, scheduling thing, Dave, game travel today. I, point is, I think if there's anybody that you'd want to play, it's the Ducks. Now, you know, do you go to Aiden Hill tomorrow? Probably with the back-to-back -back situation. Thompson having suffered a loss today. You know, does Marcia so return? Can Martinez play, or do they go to Ben Hutton? Those are the lineup-related questions. You would certainly hope that the ice conditions in Anaheim are better than what they were here today. We heard unsolicited remarks from multiple players about how bad it was today, and yeah. it became super visual in the third period. You hope that's not the case tomorrow so that both teams can play their game and not have it Im impacted by a muddy track. So those are the things I would have in mind tomorrow. Um, probably Hill and Goal. I, again, I don't know that at all, but that, that's just a guess. And then potentially a Jonathan Marsh is so returned because he is with the team, though he did not warm up, uh, did not take warm-ups today. Yeah, that would be a big boon for the Golden Knights to be able to get Jonathan Marsh so back. That's something we'll be keeping track of uh, during morning skate tomorrow. Any final thoughts on this one, Dan, before we turn our attentions to the Anaheim Ducks? I have to say I'm really encouraged by Braden Pahal. Yeah. I mentioned the numbers a moment ago. And, you know, I mean, he's the captain in Henderson. And he's been part of this organization since back when the American League team was in Chicago. So he's been around a little bit. I remember talking to him last year right when he got called up. And, boy, was he nervous. And I have mm -hmm. to tell you that being around him just in the last, you know, couple of weeks since he's been up, he seems so much more comfortable and I would imagine, and you, we can ask Brian McCormick and Henderson what Braden is like, uh, you know, clearly the captain is not someone you expect to be a nervous kind of a guy. Um, but, you know, maybe he's getting more comfortable. You can see that, you know, just uh, he's got really good smarts on this team as well. All right, Dan, as always, thanks so much for jumping on here. Great job on the call. But let's go down to Bruce Cassidy as he addresses the media. Thought. Um... You know, lost a defenseman early, relying on younger guys. I thought they did a good job. Um, checked well, didn't give up a lot of great A scoring chances, odd man rushes, high dangers, stayed out of the box. Things you got to do to stay in the game. Hopefully you get some offense. And um, third period, we had a couple of really good looks, two-on-ones, a couple of them had a breakaway. Uh, so the opportunity was there to win. Um, you know, a, a guy blew a wheel and we gave up a... a three on two and they were able to capitalize and we weren't and that's the story of the third period you're willing to talk about uh, silver linings from an individual perspective how did you see Braden Pahal elevate his game tonight well he's been good for us that's why he's here it's why he's in the lineup ahead of some other guys I think he's 
uh, as advertised. He's gone in, and we've asked him to be hard below the goal line, be physical when he can. Offensively, just take what's there. I think he's one of the guys that hasn't tried to force anything. If the shot's there, take it, hit the net, shoot for sticks, two for ones. Uh, you know, just keep the game in front, and he's done a real nice before this game that tomorrow might be the tougher of the two games from a scheduling perspective after the travel today and everything. What's your message just over the next 24 hours now that you unfortunately didn't well, you know, pick up? Listen, we'll regroup in the morning. Um, we've had time off. I think your first game, you're playing a bit on adrenaline. Um, you're, you're excited to get back out there. Now the sort of schedule grind, it's not that grind because we just had, again, three days off. But, you know, now we'll be back at it tomorrow. And how, how easy is it to fill the tank after tonight? Whereas I think when you take a break mentally, it, it really refreshes you. So uh, hopefully the guys don't don't let this one bother them very long. Like I said, we were right there. Didn't work out for us. Give L.A. credit. Uh, let's get ready for Anaheim and, and have the same uh, energy uh, that we had from the middle of the first period on. I think it was a bit of a, a grind to get through that seven, eight minutes. I think they might say the same thing. Um, but at the end of the day, we survived it, and, and uh, that was the good news. We just said one, one play away from picking up points tonight. Do you have any update on Alec Martinez? I don't. Lower body, uh, blocked a shot, uh, never returned. So we'll have a better idea what, where he's at tomorrow. Petrangelo has been a nice groove <clears throat> offensively. Just what are you seeing from his game lately? He's just being himself. He, he's a guy that plays a lot of minutes in all situations. He kills penalties for his power play. Um, I think with the power play, he's kind of found where where his role is in rhythm on that on that top group. You know, he missed some time. He, he was with his with his family for a while, and now when to shoot, when to move the puck. I see a lot better pace on that power play as in general. And I think five on five, he's always been a guy that'll get involved in the rush. He'll get a you know look to 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 get into fourth man's ice and and add some offense. So that hasn't changed. Thanks, Thank Bruce. you, Bruce. Thank you. Do you think? That was head coach Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's loss to the LA Kings. The Vegas Golden Knights dropped 24, 12, and 149 points on the year. LA pulls to within three points of the Golden Knights. However, Vegas does have a game in hand. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall 4-2 to the Los Angeles Kings. Vegas 24-12 and 149 points on the year. Next in action tomorrow night at 7 o'clock against the Anaheim Ducks. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Alec Martinez blocked a shot in the first period, left the game uh, after that, did not play in the second or third period, so was unable to return to the game. Uh, lower body injury, no real timeline given by Bruce Cassidy, but you would make the, you know, it's kind of logical, I think, to take the step that if he was unable to return to the game tonight, he would be questionable to return to the Golden Knights lineup tomorrow. However, Jonathan Marshall did travel with the team on this quick two-game road trip. Typically, you're not going to travel if there's no chance for you to play in a game. So perhaps the Golden Knights will get Jonathan Marshall back into the lineup tomorrow night in Anaheim against the Ducks. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period, and as expected after the Christmas break, the start of the game was a bit disjointed. The Kings would find their five-on-five -five game first as Gabe Velarde hammered home a one-timer to open the scoring. 
Now Velarde scores from the right wing. Got a feed off the right wall. Gave Velarde one times it in from just inside the right dot. Los Angeles takes a 1-0 lead 12 minutes into the contest. 15th goal of the year for Gabe Velarde from Blake Lazat. 11.57 of the first period made it 1-0 Los Angeles. The Golden Knights answer just over a minute later as Michael Amadio would extend his goal streak to three games as he hammered home a power play goal. Matteo back and forth with Petrangelo down to the goal line, tried a quick stick, didn't work. Petrangelo left, and Matteo scores! Michael Amadio against his own club. He's got himself a four-game scoring streak, tied for the longest of his career. Mike Amadio's fourth of the year from Alex Petrangelo and Mark Stone, 13-08 of the first period, tied the game at one, a power play goal for the Vegas Golden Knights. So we'd head to the second period, tied at one, and Logan Thompson had to be sharp, making our AAA insurance save of the game. Now it's behind the net for Arvidsson. Returns it to the outside left. Four on the power play for the Kings. Seam pass deflected. Dano in front, sprawling save! Thompson to his right. Penalty is over. He joins the play. Puck came near him, but he just missed it. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. That big-time save from Logan Thompson happened on the penalty kill, and after that penalty was killed, the Golden Knights got going as Braden McNabb gave Vegas their first lead of the night. Everybody out of gas. Bahal shoots save. Smith the rebound. Stuck. Another try. They score. Braden McNabb, his first of the year. Two to one Golden Knights. Oh my goodness, they kept on coming. And the former king, Braden McNabb, has his first goal of the year. Braden McNabb's first of the year from Riley Smith and Braden Bahal at 10.07 of the second period made it two to one Vegas after. That goal from Braden McNabb, the Golden Knights would get a power play. It was a lackluster power play opportunity, and the Kings gained a little momentum off a strong penalty kill. They tilted the ice and found the equalizer off the stick of Phil Deneau. Down behind the goal, Arvidsson trying to sneak it in front. They score! Deneau finished it off to tie it 2-2. Kings kept on buzzing in the offensive zone. Philip Deneau's 10th of the year from Victor Arvidsson and Alex Iafalo at 13-22 of the second period tied the game at two. We would head to the third period, tie game. The Golden Knights would find themselves down in the third period when a couple of miscues in the neutral zone allowed the Kings to get a transition chance as Alex Iafalo finished off a three-on-one. Kings get it next, so play continues. Deneau comes in, feeds to the left, the shot, score! Iafalo! Kings take the lead, 3-2. 11-24 to go in the third. Alex Iafalo's fifth goal of the year from Victor Arvidsson and Phil Deneau at 8.36 of the third period made it 3-2 Los Angeles. And late in the period, the Golden Knights would pull Logan Thompson for the extra attacker, and Victor Arvidsson iced the game with an empty net goal. Petrangelo ahead, banks it down the left side. It's into the trapezoid. Down he pulls it loose, can't clear. Petrangelo cut it off. Rattled off the king, it's sent towards the empty net, and in! Arvidsson, empty net goal, 4-2 Kings, 26 seconds to play. 
10th goal of the year for Victor Arvidsson. The assist to Phil Deneau at 19.33 of the third period made it 4-2 L.A. And all that was left in this game was the final call. Final three seconds tick off. And here's the horn. Los Angeles, despite surrendering a 1-0 lead, comes back and takes a 4-2 victory against the Golden Knights. 4-2, the final score. The LA Kings defeat the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas falls to 24 wins, 12 losses, one overtime loss on the year. 49 points and three up on the Los Angeles Kings. LA draws to within three, but the Golden Knights still have a game in hand on the LA Kings for tops in the Pacific Division. Vegas next in action tomorrow night at 7 o'clock against the Anaheim Ducks. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance Post Game Show, the Vegas Golden Knights. Ball to the Los Angeles Kings, 4-2 the final score. Vegas continues to stay hot on the power play, 1-3 for three on the power play in the game tonight. It was an absolute rocket from Michael Amadio, good puck movement. I liked what the Golden Knights were able to do there. However, then you, you kind of get into the second period, and for me there was a power play opportunity for Vegas after taking a 2-1 lead, and that's where you really need the power play to kind of propel you right when you've got as many players out of the lineup as the golden knights do and we can talk all we want to about depth scoring and needing more and why the golden knights aren't getting the bottom six contributions that i think you're you're looking for or hoping for despite the fact that you know will carrier's got 10 goals and nick waz got five on the year i think what you really need in these moments when you're a more depleted lineup than you'd like to be is power play to come through for you. Now, you do get a power play goal. The Golden Knights power play is clicking at about 40% in the month of December. It's been an absolute boon through this month for the Golden Knights power play. But up to one with an opportunity to extend that lead against a team in L.A. that's not at the top of the list when it comes to penalty killing, it felt like a missed opportunity in the moment. And, and again, it's one of these things where you can look back and say these are moments within a game that can go for you or against you. And I think in that moment it went against the Golden Knights. L.A. comes right back down the ice, sustained offensive zone time. They find the equalizer. And then for the Golden Knights, as Bruce Cassidy pointed out, there were opportunities, not a lot of opportunities in the third period, but some opportunity for the Golden Knights to come through, make a play, and get a goal and it just didn't fall for him tonight. I, I don't know that hyper-analyzing this game in particular is the right thing to do or, or the right way to go. When you are not on the ice for three days, I think that it's, it's expected to not really have the high-end finishing ability that you, were ha- that you had prior to the Christmas break. Now, there are a lot of different reasonings for that but for a Golden Knights team that right now is down Jack Eichel they're down Jonathan Marshall so they're down Paul Cotter uh, up front and then you, you you look to the back end you're down Shea Theodore you're down Zach Whitecloud you lose Alec Martinez in this game I, I mean injuries play a part injuries are p- 
part of this story right now for the Golden Knights. Not to the extent that they were last year, but when you look at the offense out of the lineup, you need your power play to, to maybe go two for three on the night in order to get the points. Or, you know, Riley Smith has a partial breakaway late in the third period. You, you need one of those plays to go. Pavel Dorofeyev rips one off the post on the Golden Knights' first power play. Like, that's the difference right now between winning and losing games. That's the difference right now between the Golden Knights getting points out of this one and, and keeping a four- or five-point lead, maybe a six-point lead over the Los Angeles Kings and having that deficit cut to three for L.A. in this race at the top of the Pacific Division. But all being said, I thought the Golden Knights were smart with the puck. I thought they played a pretty good road game, and this is what you were looking for from a Golden Knights team as to whether or not they're bought into the right things process-wise. I think Vegas, you play that road game 99% of the time, you're going to have great success on the road, which the Golden Knights have had over the course of this season. So I look at it as, as, a, as a couple of different things, compounding issues, right? You're missing high-end skill out of your lineup. Your power play has been all-world, but I think in this one it, it kind of loses you momentum in key areas, and then the puck's just not going in. At times it will, at times it won't. And tonight, I think the Golden Knights just didn't have the finishing ability to get points out of the game. Bruce Cassidy didn't seem too upset or bothered by the Golden Knights game. And I think a lot of that has to do with smart puck management. And really the only transition opportunities that the Kings got in this game were the result of, uh, you know, not really blown coverage or anything. Just losing, uh, losing an edge in the, in the uh, neutral zone, which happened to Mark Stone on the, uh, on the eventual game winner for Alex Iafalo. But top to bottom, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't a, a bad game from the Golden Knights in terms of structure, and you want to just get right back on the horse again tomorrow night against the Anaheim Ducks, find a victory, and get back to the winning ways the Golden Knights have had throughout the first half of the year. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall to the Los Angeles Kings 4-2, the final score. Vegas 24-12 and 149 points at the top of the Pacific Division. The LA Kings pulled it within three points of Vegas. However, the Golden Knights with a game in hand. Vegas next in action tomorrow at 7 o'clock against the Anaheim Ducks. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. It was uh, a feeling out process as these games tend to be after a break, especially a break in which the Golden Knights and, and really all NHL teams for that matter did not see the ice for three games. Vegas gets on a plane early this morning, travel to Los Angeles, find their legs about eight to ten minutes into the game. And then from that point forward, I, again, I, I thought it was a pretty smart strong road game from the Golden Knights. They didn't really risk too much. They were really smart about putting pucks behind the defense of the Los Angeles Kings, relying on a forecheck. They were able to generate chances off of that forecheck. However, the Golden Knights just couldn't finish the opportunities that they had. It's not often that we've seen that on the road this year for the Golden Knights. It's been more a situation on home ice where they're generating looks, they're generating chances, they're just unable to convert. Now, Power play has continued to be a strong suit for the Golden Knights. However, depth scoring is something that the Golden Knights are going to need a little bit more of. You get it in the form 
of Braden McNabb putting his first goal on the board in this game. But alas, it was not enough to find points out of this one as the LA Kings pulled away in the third period. For Vegas, it's back to the drawing board and back to hockey tomorrow night at 7 o'clock against the Anaheim Ducks. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights. It's the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended post-game show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. The Golden Knights fall to the Los Angeles Kings. 4-2 the final score. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. Let's throw it out. I'm sure the calls are going to be an interesting mix tonight. The Golden Knights... Like, two things can be true. The Golden Knights could play, as I believe they did tonight, a really good road game. They could also not have the finishing touch in the lineup necessary to win said road game when you have the likes of Jack Eichel and Paul Cotter and Jonathan Marcheseau and Shea Theodore and Zach Whitecloud out of the lineup. Now, It doesn't mean that the Golden Knights aren't a deep team. You can quibble as much as you want to about depth. Now, the fact of the matter is, if Golden Knights are healthy, you probably don't have some of these players in your lineup. The question becomes for the Golden Knights, not just tonight, not just tomorrow, but really over the next couple of weeks. Are you going to be able to get more out of your bottom six? Like, I don't know that you can get more, ring more, out of Will Carrier. I expect them to chip in goals here and there. I, just, I don't know that you're going to be able to get exponentially more from Will Carrier. He's already over-delivered. So the question becomes, are you going to get, be able to get more out of Nick Waugh? Are you going to be able to get more out of Keegan Colasar? Out of Jake Lissison, Jonas Ronbeard? Pavel Dorfiev is in a different, different mold for me because he's just played two games and I think he's getting a little bit more confident. But that's really going to be the question to get you through this injury issue you're going through right now. That's going to be the big question for me. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you doing, Ryan? Oh, I'm good. So, I, like, I, I can't even really be disappointed in this game because when you look at it, we have so many players out of the lineup. And then on top of that, to lose Martinez yep. for two-thirds of the game, to still essentially have, you know, there was the empty netter, but essentially a one-goal game mm-hmm. to the end. Like, it's it, it, it's almost like a broken record, but a lot of the losses aren't, like, we, the losses that we're suffering aren't, you know, we're being massively overplayed, there was no chance, it's over, you know, way early in the game. They're fighting tooth and nail to the end of every single game, and it, it's going to pay off. The grit is there. The, the willpower to keep going is there, and mm. I don't like I I'm not faltering in my faith in the Golden Knights. Yeah, I don't I don't think that I am either. I, I think it's a tough stretch, and you're going to have to find different ways to win. The Golden Knights tonight probably needed to go two for three on the power play, right? Like, and and realistically, like in the second period, after you go ahead on the Braden McNabb goal, you get a power play opportunity right there. 
I think the Golden Knights had to convert in that spot. Give yourself a two-goal lead, especially with Martinez out of the lineup and not returning to the game. Yeah, it, it, it definitely would have been nice to see some more from the power play. But at the same time, we did get a power play goal. Uh, perfect penalty kill on the night. Like, you know, those are positives to pull out of this game that they need, you know, can hopefully build on moving forward. Yep. Thank you for the call, Stephanie. I, I do think for the Golden Knights, getting back in action tomorrow against the Anaheim Ducks is a positive. You've, you've got to just kind of flush this game. I don't again, think that Vegas played a poor game. I think that they were perfectly fine in terms of a simplified road game. But you got to convert your chances, and you need your depth to come through for you. The Golden Knights didn't get that, so they needed more on the power play. Or, again, you needed more from your bottom six. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, sir, um, I, I can't agree more. There's just nothing to get excited or worried about in that game. It went exactly the way I thought it would. Now, tomorrow, of course, it had better go differently. Um, and I have to take umbrage with you. You said it would take you forever to get back into midseason form. You sound just like you always have. Ooh, you weren't You weren't here at the, I mean, full disclosure, uh, because of uh, television commitments, right, like the, the, uh-huh. the pregame interviews that I do with uh, Ashley Weiss or Dave Gosher or any of the VGK talent uh, are usually pre-taped, and I'll tell you, today was a three-taker. That, that's all I got. Oh, well, I won't hold you to that at all. The, uh, I, I want to address the goalie. This, yeah. this is an extraordinary goalie matchup tonight. I don't think anybody really appreciates it, but everybody knows the Logan Thompson story if you're a solid Knights fan and how extraordinary his journey has been to get where he is. But my goodness, Phoenix Copley, is he the trump card this year? Is he the next Hamburglar? What is he? I I think that he is the answer for the Kings as long as he produces, right? Like, yeah. and, and I can't really go much further than that, to be completely honest with you, because you know, Cal Peterson has been just really bad for L.A. Jonathan Quick has been... Um, maybe slightly better than Cal Peterson. And then you've got Phoenix Copley who's come in and all he's done is win. So I think right now for L.A., it's all about whether or not Phoenix Copley can hold up. Right now it's working. I think the Kings have done a better job of limiting dangerous quality looks in front of them. But if the Kings are playing solid and structured defensively, why not Phoenix Copley? It's a good story. It's a great story. He's 31 years old next month. And he's never, ever a starred in the NHL for any length of time. It's an amazing story. So I hope it's not the difference in these two teams, but we'll see. And one more thing, if anybody ever wonders why the VGK or they were talking, you guys, I guess, were talking about Chandler Stevenson not getting the recognition that he richly deserves. That game ended at 1 o'clock on a school night. Well, not really a school night, but what we call one. I mean, people east of Indiana – are long asleep <laughs> by this time. Yeah. No, you're, you're right on the money there, Mike, and thank you for the call. There, you know, I'm not going to get too, like, in-depth on the, the, the East Coast bias or anything like that. I think for Chandler Stevenson, it's pretty well known, I think, in hockey circles and certainly within each individual team that he's one of the guys you need to shut down if you play the Golden Knights. And, you know... Credit to the Los Angeles Kings tonight. They were able to shut down Stevenson and Stone 5-on-5. Five five. And if your your big guns aren't going at 5-on-5, five five, you got to have someone else step up. 
It didn't happen tonight for the Golden Knights, but you know, another crack at it tomorrow night against the Anaheim Ducks. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Tyler. Hey, Tyler, how you doing? Good. Ryan, how are you doing? I'm good, bud. So I just got a couple of things that I want to uh, – one, one is kind of run by you, and the other ones are kind of your thought. I thought what Mike just said about the Hamburglar was honestly one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Um, but I do think we got uh, – I don't think they got outplayed tonight. Uh, definitely not. But I definitely think we need to work on the depth of the team for sure. And who are these two idiots you got going through you on Twitter, this Blake and Patty Ice guy? What is this? What's going on there, man? Uh, I don't know, buddy. I'm, I'm not 100% sure on that one, Tyler. Um, either way, like, everyone's got a right to their opinion, right? Like, you know, you can, you can be upset that the, the Golden Knights lost the game. You can sit here and, and feel like because a team is in first place and they're going through injury issues that all of a sudden um, they, they're not going to make the playoffs because it happened last year. Like, I, I mean, I get that that's a thought process that goes through through the head. But the fact of the matter is I think the Golden Knights are better suited right now to be able to mitigate some of the injury issues that they've gone through. And, and thanks for the call, Tyler. Um, and, and I do think that you've got an opportunity in front of you to, to get some young guys' confidence. Like, we're going to have this conversation about depth, and I'm sure it's coming at some point here. Um, you don't ever expect... And I know that like the Golden Knights just went through it last year, so you should have these contingencies in place that you know if you get six or seven regulars out of the lineup, all of a sudden you're just going to expect a Jonas Ronberg and a Jake LeCision and a Pavel Dorofiev to come in and be point-of-game producers at the NHL level because that's reasonable expectations for some out there. Uh, but it's just not the way that it is. That's, that's just not something that's going to happen. You hope that as LeCision and Rombierg and Dorofiev and, you know, to an extent, Michael Amadio, who's taken advantage of an opportunity to move up the lineup, Phil Kessel, who has 400 goals in the NHL, like, you're expecting at some point those guys are going to give you a little bit more here and there and it'll help you win some hockey games. It hasn't necessarily panned out exactly that way, but you're also not going into a season ever expecting and hoping that you're going to be in a position where you're down six regulars. So for the Golden Knights... It might not look pretty, and it might not be easy, but you got to scrape together wins any way you can. And, and by my count, for a team that is 24-12-1, they've scraped together more wins than they have losses. So we can quibble all we want to about depth and not having enough and being too, too top-heavy and all that, but the fact of the matter is any team that loses six regulars is going to have a hard time winning games. Look at the Colorado Avalanche. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm good, Ryan. How are you? I, um, first of all, I hope you had a very happy holiday and the time off with your family. Yeah, it was fantastic, Stephanie. Thank you for that. I, I hope that you had a, a, a nice holiday season as well. I did. Thank you. So um, the game wasn't pretty. I don't think either team really outplayed the other. Um, I think the difference was you know, the mistakes. Um, we weren't able to capitalize on a couple of their mistakes that they had. Mm -hmm. They capitalized on a couple of ours. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you talk about the bottom six. I still think, I mean, Amadio is playing on that top line. But when you talk about depth, I mean, he's playing 
normally he'd be playing on one of the bottom lines, yeah. and yet here he is on the top line and doing really well. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, the depth, the depth is there. No, I mean, it, you know, it, it's funny, right? Because you get you get a, a third line player traditionally this season in Michael Amadio jump up to the top line, and he's got five points now, six points in his last four games, and all of a sudden you don't count that as depth, and 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 that's because it's coming from a production standpoint on your top line. But the fact of the matter is you're filling holes that you have up the lineup. And unfortunately for the Golden Knights, the players out of the lineup are really elite skilled players and Jack Eichel and Jonathan Marcheseau. And to an extent, Paul Cotter fitting into that mold too. Uh, it's tough to win hockey games when you have a depleted lineup. It's tough. And you know what? We hung in there. It, you know, the, the empty net goal kind of skews the end result. Yeah. But, I mean, we hung in there. It was a tough game, um, you know, doing again in 24 hours. Thank you, next. Yeah, absolutely. Right on the money there, Stephanie. Thank you for the call. Uh, for the Golden Knights, you play a strong road game again tomorrow night in Anaheim. I think the result looks a little bit different. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to call in and chat with me on the other side of the break. Dial that number right now. It's the Standard Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. The Golden Knights fall to the Los Angeles Kings, 4-2 the final score. Vegas 24-12-1. 49 points on the year, three up on the Los Angeles Kings with a game in hand. Tops in the Pacific Division. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Blake. Hey, Blake, how you doing? Well, I was doing pretty good until I was called an idiot about 10 minutes ago by a guy who doesn't really know his hockey history and the Hamburglar reference that was made earlier in the call. But I don't know. I really don't have much to say, Ryan. I just kept seeing your tweets about you wanting me to call, so let's have a conversation. I'll let you start it, and then we'll go from there. You have an issue with depth. With depth. Uh, yes, I do have an issue with depth. Okay. What's your issue? Like, this is your opportunity, Blake. Go for it. I'm, I have gone for it. I've gone for it since the first period on Twitter. And now, and now I'm on now I'm listening to your radio show that you desperately want me to listen to, and I'm getting called an idiot. What's your claim on the depth? Like, that, that's the I'm question I have here. Like, you called, in three, you called in three games ago talking about how you should trade Mark Stone. Mark depth. Stone, the captain of the team. For depth. For depth. What depth are you getting? You can get speed. You can get young talent that will help you in the future that the Golden Knights have given away over the last five years. Do you remember? Look at the Buffalo do you, Sabres. Do you remember? Look at the Buffalo Sabres who gave away you, a guy like Jack Eichel. Blake, Blake, do you remember? All that they got, look what they're doing they're with their franchise. Do you remember the people that you said you wanted to trade Mark Stone for? Yeah, Is, I did. Is Ryan O'Reilly getting you younger? Okay, there's one. And again, I'm one to, I can actually admit when I'm wrong. Like I said in my tweet, blame Leonard one time. Leonard's not playing this year. What are you? Why are we doing this? Thank you for the call. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the call, Blake. Uh, listen, I, I don't understand. Number one, why you're going to sit here and bring up Robin Leonard in the middle of this season? Robin Leonard's not playing. He's not playing. Everything you're talking about is in the past. If you're going to chirp all night long, and I invite you to call in. Tell me what it is you have a problem with. You don't think this team has enough depth because you think they're too top-heavy. Because you 
you wanted to get to that point, but you didn't. How many teams go into the year, legitimately ask yourself this question, how many teams go into the year thinking, expecting that they're going to be down six regulars? You want to talk about this situation and say that the Golden Knights don't have this or that? You're right. When the Golden Knights don't have Jack Eichel and Shea Theodore and Jonathan Marchessault in their lineup, they're missing 90 goals between those three players alone. How many teams do you think are going to be able to score at will when that's the issue? You want to sit here and talk about how they're not this, they're not that. They're in first place in the Pacific Division, and I get it. You're, you're worried about where they're going to be at the end of the year. You know what? Live in the moment. Enjoy the fact that the Golden Knights are right now in first place. After a year that was difficult for everyone in terms of the players in the room and the fans that watch this team, they're in first place in the Pacific Division. Just let that be enough for one second. I just don't understand it. And if you think for a second that trading Mark Stone is the solution to answering the depth issue you think there is with this team, tell me what you're getting back. At no point in time have you told me what you're getting back. At no point in time have you told me that what you're going to get back is going to prevent you from having six regulars out of the lineup and all of a sudden you can score at will on all four lines. If it were that easy, everyone would be able to do it. Everyone. It's not easy. Back to wrap it up next. Extended post game show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights post game show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended post game show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Four to two, the final score. The Golden Knights fall to the Los Angeles Kings. Vegas 24, 12, and 149 points on the year. Tops in the Pacific Division. Up three points on the Los Angeles Kings with a game in hand. Smart road game, perfectly fine road game from the Golden Knights, but again, there's a couple of things you want more if you're looking at this as a Golden Knights fan. You want production out of your bottom six, especially in the wake of having six regulars out of the lineup and really good offensive players to boot. So again, I, I think that there's opportunity there and for the Jake decisions, the Jonas Rombergs, maybe the Pavel Dorofievs, like you need one to go in and all of a sudden maybe you just get a little bit more confident. All of a sudden you, you find a way to, to open the floodgates so to speak and, and even when you do like you're not going to get two goals a game from your third line every single night. It's not something that you're going to have. It. You have to have reasonable expectations for where the Golden Knights are at right now with who's in the lineup. You get an opportunity to get right back on the horse tomorrow night at 7 o'clock against the Anaheim Ducks. So for the Golden Knights, it's all about bringing the same type of energy and really, to be honest, the same type of road game to the Anaheim Ducks tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. That's going to do it for me here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Jed Donaldson down here, making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. Yes, all of you. It's your post-game show. It's not as much fun without your thoughts and your opinions. Until tomorrow night, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas.